Welcome to the Livingstone Bible Church podcast. Livingstone Bible Church is located in Union, New Jersey, where we build lives on God's Word. It was such a powerful praise of worship we had this morning, great songs, and they all speak so, so importantly to a topic that I want to talk about today and with all of us. Um, I'm happy uh, that, you know, even with all that's going on in the world, that we have an opportunity to still deliver the Word of God uh, virtually to people all over the place. And what I want to say is, um, you know, I know I'm a new face to a lot of people. You guys may not have seen me before, but my name is Moses Salami, um, and um, I'm one of the young adult leaders here at Livingstone Bible Church. Um, so it's a pleasure to be able to be with you guys this morning and to deliver a word. Our, our pastoral family, our Pastor Chris and Pastor Coco, uh, wherever you are, keep, give a big clap for them because, you know, they're celebrating um, another year of marriage. You know, I think it's over 30 plus years they've been married, and it's a beautiful thing. So they are on vacation. You got to. You know, let them have some fun, let them have some rest, you know, all to the glory of God, and we're still keeping the train moving and delivering the word of God uh, to people that need to hear it. So I'm going to open us up, up, up in prayer, and we'll get right into it. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you for an amazing Sunday, another Sunday, and a big weekend. Father God, I pray, Lord, that everyone that's tuning in, Father God, shall hear your word, shall be blessed, shall be enriched, and you change, Father God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord, for all of our lives, everyone tuning in, and I pray, Lord, that that you speak to everyone's hearts and let them feel your presence. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, 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 amen. Once again, my name is Moses. I just want to say um, uh, welcome to Livingstone Bible Church. Um, happy Independence Day weekend. Um, this is the weekend around the United States of America where we celebrate Independence Day. And I send my respects, my love, my admiration, and my acknowledgement to the men and women that have served our country and continue to serve uh, our country for life, liberty, and justice. You know, the Declaration of Independence says, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men were created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The Pledge of Allegiance also says, I pledge allegiance to the flag. We might even be able to <laughs> say this verbatim because we say this, we recite this at a lot of sporting events and even at um, in school. Uh, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. America is truly an amazing country that has afforded many great opportunities. Even being here in America, really help one change the trajectory of their life and their family's life. There is no denying that. I look at my own family and the sacrifice they made to come from Nigeria to even come to the United States, which have afforded my sister and I even more opportunities than they even had themselves. Even with all the sacrifices they have encountered and made, and even the sacrifices the black community and challenges they have overcome for years upon years, there's still a big challenge that we all face today, and that is racism. Yes, this is Independence Day, where we celebrate the United States of America, where we celebrate our independence, where we celebrate the ideals of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and the Pledge of Allegiance with liberty and justice for all. 
But can we truly say as a nation, we have embodiments, that we have given justice for all, where we have allowed people to pursue happiness, life and liberty, equally. These past few months in the global pandemic, we've seen racism and discrimination continue to peak this nasty, evil little head. And it's sad. It's painful. It hurts. How can we as a country, you know, continue to have this in our constitution yet we don't live this out? Church, I'm not here to make a political statement. Politics is not my arena. And I'm not the best on social, I'm not the most versed on social issues. But I am a proud black man. I am a Christian. And I love the word of God. And I love equality for all people. Even before I am black, I am a Christian. And that is very, very, very important. But you and I both know the history of this country. And the things that have taken place over these last few months, from Amar Arbery to Breonna Taylor to George Floyd, and even last year with Elijah McClain, people of color losing their lives in an untimely manner. This is something that we as a church, as people of faith, have to talk about. We can't be easy with this. We can't sit like this. Sit easily as these things are going on. As a church, we have to do something. And that is for the church as a whole, Christians all over the world. Hallelujah. First and foremost, I'll say I'm not anti-police. We do need the police in every community, but to do what? To serve and protect. The untimely deaths are painful, and they hurt. Trust me, it could be me, it could be you, it could be your daughter, it could be your cousin. And these are sad things that we see. Hallelujah. I sometimes sit and, and, and reflect on how we could be a people that experienced slavery over 400 years ago, and we're still dealing with the after effects still today from racism, discrimination, and systems that weren't set up equally. But one thing I do know is that I believe the fallible word of God for the direction of his people. And I encourage you all to sit with your family members and your children and to study this. There are different points I want you guys to take away from today's sermon, and that is why is the world broken? How are you supposed to treat each other? Will this world ever be healed of this? And what can I do even now for social justice? Saints, let's turn to Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27. I've got a lot of stuff I want to get with you. If you ain't rocking with me, email Pastor Chris and Pastor Coco, and, you know, remove me from the pulpit. But while I'm here, we're going to dive into this, into this stuff. Hallelujah, saints. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Have your Bibles handy wherever you are. And it says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female. Saints, this is a foundational Verse that we all must remember. It's so, so, so important. You and I are made in the image of God. You, you and I are not animals. We are made in the image of God. You and I are a lot more like than different, regardless of one's financial status, 
regardless of if someone's wearing luxury goods and someone doesn't else, regardless if you're a CEO, director, or even at the lowest level of an organization, we are all made in the image of God. That is a powerful statement. We are uniquely made. We are crafted beautifully. And guess what? It says God created him, male and female, he created them. Male and females are created in the image of God. And that's something that needs to be screamed to all the male-dominated, misogynistic societies around the world. Why? Because women are great. Women are amazing. And they are made in the image of God. They are not some second-class citizen. But, you know, that's another sermon for another day. We're going to come back into this. But this is something that I also want us to remember. Remember. Write this down. There's a Latin term for this called the imago Dei. Once again, it is a Latin term called the imago Dei. That means to be made in the image of God. And what happens in society that it has, has happened for many years is that we do not look at each other like we are made in the image of God. When this happens, that's how we get situations like Rwanda with a genocide between Hutus and Tutsis. This is how we get slavery of, of blacks being forcibly brought to the U.S. This is how we get the Holocaust where Jews were just killed mercy, without mercy, just, 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 just killed in the savage ways. This is how we get police brutality. Saints, you and I are made in the image of God. The Imago Dei. That is something powerful we need to remember. Why? Why is this so important? Because since we are made in the image of God, that means we have certain unique qualities that is different from all of creation. Guess what? Different from all of creation. God made plants, God made animals, but guess what? He made male and female made in the image of God. This is something that all races need to remember. We are all made in the image of God, not based on your sex, not based on your, on your sex, on your, on, on your skin color, or anything like that. That's how God made us. And this is something, if we remember this with every interaction we have with someone in life, how different would some of these negative reactions that happened in the past, how different would they have been today? Hallelujah. I wanted to look up this term Imago Dei, and this is something that I, I researched and I got. It says God's own self-actualization through humankind. To say that humans are in the image of God is to recognize the special qualities of human nature, which allow God to be made manifest in humans. In other words, for humans to have conscious recognition of their being in the image of God means that they are the creature through, through whom God's plans and purposes can be made known. That's powerful, saints. We are vessels for God through which his plans and his purposes can be made known. That is why we are so different from all of creation. And guess what? We are God's creation. And you can't say God, yet you hate his creation. We are all made in the image of God. All made in the image of God. But yet, you can't love God and you hate a race of people, a group of people. You discriminate against this group of people. You follow the stereotypes of group of these people. It's not good. And it's anti-biblical. Hallelujah, saints. I know we're touching on the tough matter, but it's a matter that needs to be touched on. And 
since we are made in the image of God, we are his creation. And like I said before, you can't love God and not love his creation. Guess what? Black lives were made by God. Therefore, there should be no problem saying black lives matter. Now, a lot of people want to politicize that word. I'm not politicizing it. It's simply black lives matter. All lives matter, yes. But right now, within that all lives matter, there is a segment, a community, that is being oppressed, that's downtrodden, and has been affected over the years. We need to stand up for them. We need to rise with them. So all lives matter, yes, nobody's saying that. But within that, there's a group of people that we need to talk about, that we need to help, that we need to assist. Think about it. This is Independence Day weekend. That's also like me saying all countries around the world matter. How weird it is? This is July 4th. We We want to talk about what's going on here. Same way with all lives, man. Black lives matter. Hallelujah, saints. And guess what? God created all lives. Recently, this past week, that, that was really good. And it said, how can you say you love Jesus Christ, yet oppress his creation? That was a picture taken from a sign at one of the protests. And it is so true. How can you say you love Jesus Christ, yet oppress his creation? Saints, ever since Adam and Eve ate the apple... The perfect utopia that God created was flipped upside down, was wrapped, sin entered the world, and we have lived in a broken society. What God created was messed up in a matter of, I don't even know, smaller than seconds because Adam and Eve ate the apple from their disobedience. But, and, and the enemy has used all of that to his advantage and all that's going on in the world and things like that. But I say to you, Jesus Christ is on the throne. None of this surprises him. And I say that Jesus Christ, he died for our sins for salvation, and he's also coming back to redeem this world. Personally, I can't say I've ever really experienced racism outright. But, you know, I have felt instances where, you know, people have tried to, 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 to belittle me or put their own ideas of who I am on me. I've worked in New York City for many years. I love the aggressiveness of New York City. I love the hustle and bustle. New York City, there's no place like New York City, man. You know, that's where I started my career, you know, and, you know, it's for the go-getters, you know. For the ones, the, for the ones that know how to handle New York City, I know, I know you understand what I mean. But for the many years that I worked in New York City, I worked in New York City for over about uh, seven years, and there were many times I would take the train and the subways, and I would sit legally in an open seat on a public train legally on an open seat in a public train and you will see some people's tension in another race of how they will feel the way I'm sitting next to them you know the extra ruffling of feathers more than number normal the grumbles the 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 discomfort the extra clutching of their purse and their bag and things of that nature. Now, you, say, you might say, well, you know, they just want to secure their things. But what if it's not? What if it's something different? You see, you and I are made in the image of God. We need to treat each other as such. No one is inherently made a robber. No one is inherently made a racist. Nobody is inherently made this and that. We are made in the image of God. And when we lose sight of that, it's a bad thing. 
what we are dealing with around the world is both physical and spiritual. You know, yes, we are made in the image of God. And this is something that needs to be stamped boldly. But let's turn to James 4, James chapter 4, verse 4. And I'm going to read something there for you guys. Hallelujah, saints. You know, it's warm out there. So you see, you see a brother sweating, just bear with me, all right? There's that, there's that anointing oil. Hallelujah. Turn, to your, turn your Bibles to James chapter 4, verse 4. I have a lot of stuff that I want to get with y'all, and I'm going I'm to I'm get these off. So if we go over time, we go over time, all right? If you don't see me again next week, you don't see me again next week. Hallelujah, saints. James chapter 4, verse 4, it says, You adulterous people, do you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. The world is always going to be at odds with the Imago Dei. The Imago Dei, made in the image of God. But here, what does James 4, 4 says? The world is at enmity with God. We're always going to have these clashes of race and different things like that. But saints, let's just cling to God. Let's just move with God and let's just encourage people. They need to be made in the image of God. But I cannot say it is not surprising that there's oppression. It is not surprising all the atrocities that we see in the world. To be friends with God is to be enmity at enmity with the world. We are in this world. We're not of this world. We're in this world. And we are clinging to God, yet the world has a problem to that. Yet the world has a problem with saying all people are created equal. It's a terrible thing, saints. Romans chapter 8, verse 7 says, For the mind is set on the flesh. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it does not. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Powerful verse right there. Now, couple that with Genesis 3, verse 6. You know, just take note of that. Verse, couple, couple that with that verse, Romans 8, 7, with Genesis 3, verse 6. All of this just shows the, the foundation from which all of, all of creation was made was broken by what Adam and Eve did. Was broken once sin entered into this world. You think God created this world for racism? You think God created this for us to go through this? No. But our own human selves, our own mankind, flipped what God created. They disobeyed and let sin enter in this world. And because of that, these, these atrocities that we, that we see, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's gonna be a lifelong battle that we gotta fight. We gotta fight. But it's a fight we need to do uh, with God's grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But now you may ask, well, we, we, see, we, see, we see racism, we see prejudice, we see injustices all over the world. What should one do? What should we do? What should be our position as Christians? What should be our position as people? Turn to Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17. This is something that a lot of us need to remember. A lot of us need to remember. Hallelujah, saints. Isaiah chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Learn to do good. Seek justice. Seek justice. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's case. Hallelujah, saints. Plead the widow's case. Saints, social, social justice is not anti-biblical. Social justice is not anti-biblical. In fact, saints, it, it, it's something we are supposed to be doing. I'll give you another verse. 
Go to Proverbs 31. It says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Ensure justice for those being crushed. Yes, speak up for the poor and helpless and see that they get justice. And see that they get justice. And see that they get justice. Saints, we are called to be ambassadors. We are called to be activists. We are called to stand up for people. It is so, so important. And we cannot turn our backs on this. Saints, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, Rayshard Brooks, Eric Gardner, Oluwatoin Salu, Tamir Rice, Trayvon Martin. These are all people that experienced certain levels of injustice, whether it was from the hands of the police, whether it was from someone else that looked just like them, whether it was uh, 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 being raped and mercilessly killed and everything. These are injustices, and we cannot sit idly and let this happen. We, there is stuff that we need to do, saints. There's stuff that we need to do. And it's our duty to make sure that all of creation is treated fairly. That all of creation is treated equally. I'm talking this to, 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 to the black community. I'm talking to the white community. I'm talking to the Asian community, to the Hispanic community, all communities all over the world. And justice for, justice for everyone, equality for everyone. And we need to fight to make this happen. We must stand up. Now, we all aren't protesters, you know? Some of us aren't made, you know, some of us, you know, that's not our natural thing to be on the streets. But we all have a place in this fight for social injustice. Some of us are prayer warriors interceding for the nations, you know? Interceding for the nations. It's important that we pray. It's important that we fast. And it's important that we uplift all these things that are happening in the United States, around the world, and pray and, and, and fight those things. Why? Because a lot of what's going on is not only physical. There's stuff in the spiritual. And we cannot deny that. Also, some of us maybe are better suited for fighting for justice maybe through policy. You know, maybe through running for local offices, maybe just even just running just for, you know, Board of Education, PTA, or just being a vocal, active member of your community. These are ways we can fight and make changes and see that justice is given to everyone fairly. Ladies and gentlemen, especially Christians, we cannot live in a cocoon. We cannot just engage with one community. We can't just engage with our Nigerian brothers and sisters. We can't just engage with our, with our, 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 our you know, if you're Hispanic, just your Hispanic community or just the white. Saints, we have to engage community together before the skin color of your skin. We're all humankind. Before I am Nigerian, before I am black, I am a Christian. And someone in the faith is of closer relationship to me than even another Nigerian brother that might not even be in the faith. But even before that, we're all one race, humankind, we all bleed. We need to treat each other equally and fairly. Why? Like I said earlier, the Imago Dei. We are made in the image of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's tough for me is how certain people can take so much care, so much I'll follow protocol and be so careful with a bear that might be running loose in a certain town when they tranquilize the bear and they carry the bear carefully because they don't want to hurt the, hurt the bear and take it to the animal shelter and let it back in the wild so swiftly, so with so much care. Yet, someone allegedly of doing uh, doing some doing some wrong now has been apprehended by the police, yet dies in police custody. Saints. We have to look at each other 
like we are made in the image of God. We need police. We need service. We need the military. We need all of these things that we have in this country. It's what makes us great. But we can't deny there have been patterns and, and oppression and things that have been happening that aren't good. We need to make changes. We need to make changes. And we need to fight for those changes. Hallelujah. Like I said earlier, we are made in the image of God. And we need to remember that. Saints, let's turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 25. And here we see the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan. It's a powerful, 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 powerful uh, story that I think this world needs to go back and read. Chapter 10, verse 25, it says, And behold, a lawyer stood up, putting, this is, you know, Jesus is telling the parable. And behold, a lawyer stood up, put him to test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Jesus said to him, You know, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. Verse 29. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is thy neighbor? Jesus replied, a man, replied with the story, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers who stripped him, beat him, departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him pass by on the other side, so likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place, saw him pass by on the other side, but a Samaritan... As he journeyed, came to where he was. When he saw him, had compassion. He went to him, bound up his wounds, pouring oil oil and wine. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever you spent, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, The one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. Saints, Samaritans and Jews did not get along back then. There was even racial injustice back then. But guess what? A priest walked by. A priest. Someone that we are supposed to, you know, learn from and lead us in the way of the faith. Walked by. Saw a man injured. Did not offer help. A Levite from the priestly hood walked by, saw him and did nothing. But a Samaritan who is of the opposing uh, a nation... That normally, you know, you would expect to walk by, stopped, had compassion, looked at him more than his current situation. Yet the man was bloodied, robbed and everything. But looked at him like he was still a man of dignity, a man of value. Saints, when I looked at that George Floyd video, it really hurt me because it was probably the first time, my first time that I've probably seen life escape someone's body before my own eyes. I've seen, you know, I've seen, you know, dead bodies in the past or things like that, but I've never really seen that process in the act of someone being murdered, someone being killed, someone's life just seeped from their body. And just to see the way the officer looked down on him, so cold. 
Yet here, the good Samaritan sees someone who has been injured, someone that, who's been forgotten, left for dead, and had compassion on the man and said, you know what? Let me put him on my, on, on, my, on my camel or donkey. Let me take him to an end. Gave the innkeeper two days, two, two denaries. That is two days salary. Can you imagine you taking two days of your salary and giving it to an innkeeper to take care of that man and whatever the, the innkeeper spends over that, you'll come and repay? This is showing true and compassionate love. And this is what we as a community need to show to each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. You know, Tolson and I, we live in Jersey City, and I thank God for the neighbors that we've had upstairs because we've had some rough neighbors, but the neighbor we have right so awesome. Beautiful family, you know, welcome as they're always bringing food to us. We always love the cookouts. We're always there. This is loving your neighbors as yourselves. It's so important. This is something we, as the humankind, need to show each to each community, to each race, no matter their sex, no matter their race, and even, even if they are of a different faith, love them as yourself. That is what God commanded us to do, saints. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Write these down. These are stories that after this, you need to go back and go over. It's so, so important. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. This is the parable about the sheep. Now, I know in this parable about the lost sheep, they're talking about salvation. But there's also something even very important that applies to this situation that I want to bring out. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Sorry, Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 15, verse 1 says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. You see how God is hanging out with the outcasts? Jesus is hanging out with the outcasts, but that's another sermon for another day, all right? And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous people oh, who need no repentance. Now, I know they're talking about salvation there. But there's even something deeper that even, that even spoke to me. The shepherd leaving the 99 to go for that one sheep. All the sheep mattered, yes. But there was one sheep that was lost. There was one sheep that was vulnerable to danger. You know why? You know, you know why the sheep need a shepherd? The shepherd guides them. You know? And you know why the sheep stay together? You know, you know, there's power in numbers and they're protecting all that stuff. But one sheep is lost. All the sheep mattered. Yet Jesus said, Let me go get that one sheep. Guys, all lives matter. Yes. There's no denying that. All lives do matter. We need to love everyone. But right now, the black lives, there are patterns and things going on that still need to be addressed, even after 400 years. Let us not neglect that. Let us not neglect, neglect that. All lives matter, yes. But right now, the black lives are a community that needs some help. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you may ask, you know, you know what are ways we can help? You know, and I, and I spoke about this earlier. 
turn to Romans chapter 12, verse 15. I'm going to give you guys four different ways that you can help, you know. Romans 12, 15. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Romans 12, 15. It says... Romans 12, 15. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Saints, when injustice happens, you have to mourn with those that are mourning. They are going through a tough time. They are going through a tough time. Mourn with them. Hallelujah. Step number two. I hope you're writing this down, saints. Psalms chapter 107, verse 28 to 30. Hallelujah. Psalms chapter 107, verse 28 to 30. Give me one second, saints. I hope, I, hope, I hope you guys are gaining something here from this. Psalms chapter 107. They cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distress. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, saints. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He made... They cried to the Lord. Sorry. Hold on. Hallelujah. They cried to the Lord in their trouble and he delivered them from their distress. He made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired destination. Saints, we have to pray. We have to be with people in the times of trouble through the rough seas. We have to pray. It's so important, saints. We can't just watch these things happen and think, oh, they happened in my neighborhood. Oh, it happened in Newark. It didn't happen in Union. Oh, it happened in Irvington. It didn't happen in Maplewood. Oh, it happened in East Orange. It didn't happen in Orange. No, saints. Injustice anywhere is something that we saints have to stand up for. Hallelujah. Romans 12, chapter, tw Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says... Sorry. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by you, by that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Saints, we have to be the kingdom example for this world. Saints, we have to be the kingdom example of this for the world. We cannot conform to this world. The world would love all this infighting and everything. But saints, we have to be the peacemakers. We have to be the ambassadors. We have to be the ones fighting for equality, for equality, for justice for everyone, saints. And lastly, Proverbs 31, verses 8 through 9. Proverbs 31, verses 8 through 9. And I read uh, a little bit of Proverbs 31 um, to you guys earlier. Okay, Proverbs 31, verses 8 through 9, it says, Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Saints, we need to go out there and vote. We need to petition. We need to use our influence to make change in our communities. Saints, we need to encourage a lot of people to, to run for office. We need to encourage a lot of people to... You know, rise up in their communities. Saints, you know, New Jersey is one of the most densely populated states. One of the most densely populated states. Yet, there's about a handful of black superintendents. 
that's, is that not strange to you? Uh, only a handful of black superintendents that help shape the curriculum that students are studying in those towns. There's things that need to be even addressed there. Saints, we need to vote, we need to petition, we need to encourage people to, to run for these offices, to run for these elected positions. And even if you don't want to ro ro run for office, what can you do even in your own community? Maybe you can start a Rotary Club. Maybe you can start your own uh, social justice group. Or, or, or there's, there's something we all can do. Figure it out and do. Hallelujah, saints. My call to the church family is simply this. Parents, yes, parents, you need to talk to your kids about racism, and you need to talk to your kids about the gospel. So important. Let them know that God is on the throne. None of this surprises them. But oftentimes, parents do not talk to their children about racism and these things of the world. Even in the African community, we cannot neglect this. Our children need to be aware of this. And let's say you are not a minority. You need to talk with your children about certain things going on and let them know that they're not right, that they're not right. Parents, talk to your children about race. Children, even as young as five, know what's going on. If you think your children don't know, you can shelter them as much as you want. The evils of this world, they're always going to be fighting for their attention. They're always going to be fighting for their children. Parents, talk to your children about race. Adults, check on your own mental health, but also check on the mental health of your friends. Not everyone handles these things with race the same way. Not everyone handles being discriminated a certain way. Even what's going on in the world is making other people feel different kinds of ways, messing with their mental health. You know, there, there, there have been studies that racism can affect our health, that discrimination can affect our health. And this is not often not talked about. You know, racism, discrimination can also often lead people to deal with anxiety issues, can lead people to feel lonely, to worry more than necessary, to feel powerless. It can even be, it can even push people into depression. It can even push people to feeling panicked and even to be in traumatic situations. Saints, adults, pray with those people that are dealing with those issues. Check in on them and encourage them to seek professional help. Therapy is an amazing, amazing thing. It should not be looked at with a taboo. It can, it can help people make it through whatever they're dealing with. Prayer is important, there's no denying that. But God also works through medicine. God also works through these, these different things and therapy is so important. If someone needs to talk to somebody, encourage them to talk to somebody. Do not just, uh, not, don't worry about racism out there. Don't uh, just neglect, no. Racism is, is causing some people to feel depressed. It's causing some people to even kill themselves. It's very, very, very important. Lastly, saints, we are not fighting just something in the physical. And I, I know I mentioned this earlier and I didn't go deep into it. I chose to wait till now. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Ephesians chapter 6, Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers, this present darkness, the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Saints, racism is something happening in the physical, but it's also being led by something happening in the spiritual too. Saints, we need to pray, we need to intercede, and we need to fight these things, saints. 
We need to pray like never before. Pray like never before. As a church, as a family, as a family, saints, pray for your communities. Pastor Chris always encourages us, no matter where you live, even if you're only renting in that town and not a homeowner in that town, you should be praying for where you are. Fight in those strongholds of where you are. Fight in those injustices of where you are. Saints, we're not fighting just something in the physical. There's something else in the spiritual happening. We need to pray about those things. Hallelujah. Lastly, I think one of the most important things I could leave you guys with is racial reconciliation, where we all come together in peace and harmony, is probably the one of the hardest things to be done. And I think oftentimes a lot of us do not even think this can ever happen. Where all races of every tongue, of every nation, all of us coming together in peace. Will that ever happen? Will that ever happen? We got black churches. We got quote-unquote white churches. We got quote-unquote this. Will, 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 will we ever come together? Saints, go to Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. And it says, after this, I look and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and tongues and languages standing before the throne, before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palm trees in their hand and crying with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. Hallelujah, saints. That is racial reconciliation right there. People from every nation, of all tongues, coming together, praising God. That is equality. That is true diversity. That is a multi-ethnic church, a multi-ethnic group of people coming together to give praise to God. This is how it should be. And guess what, saints? It's going to happen. I know what is going on around the world. It seems bleak. But, saints, revelation is here. Revelation is in the book. Romans, um, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. We know how this movie is going to end. We know what the ending is going to be. And it's going to be people from all nations worshiping together. Let us not forget that. Let us encourage people that saints, that racial reconciliation, us come together as one people is important. We are the Imago Dei. We are made in the image of God. We need to love our neighbors. We need to fight for those that cannot fight for themselves. Speak up for the fatherless and plead the widow's case and see that they get justice. Thanks for tuning in to this week's Livingstone Bible Church podcast. We hope you were richly blessed by this podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram.